Welcome to the Lose Your Cravings podcast, taking a different approach to reducing your cravings once and for all with your host, Kisa Morrow, Certified Integrative Health Coach. Welcome back, my friends. I'm Kisa Morrow, and I help ambitious women manage their emotional eating without deprivation or complicated meal plans so they can show up fully in their life and their career. And hey, you guys, this is the 100th episode of the Lose Your Cravings podcast. Woo-woo. I can't believe that we made it to 100. <laughs> Um, and then I'm actually celebrating because I rarely celebrate like milestone podcasts. I think I've said like one time I got to 40 and then I forgot every other time I got to like 50 or 60 or something. Um, but I wanted to take a moment to thank you all for listening in each week. Um, really without you, I would just be talking to myself. But since I have people listening, I feel more motivated to speak to you and what you need. Um, And since this is my 100th episode, I was brainstorming what I would talk about. And I immediately thought about this special guest that we have on today. Um, She is the person who inspired me to create this podcast and motivated me when literally no one was listening to me. Because, like, when I started out, like, I didn't have anybody listening. So, <laughs> yeah. um, we have been through so much together on our health journey, which we will be getting into during the episode. And she's not only a colleague, but an amazing friend as well. And I want to introduce our guest, the one, the only, the amazing Mary Elise Preston. Dang. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Mary. Hi, hey everyone. Um, we are back for one episode only. Heck yeah. Um, because we used to have a podcast together. We'll be talking a little bit more about that called the Real Life Wellness Podcast. It's still out there. It sure is. Find it on any uh, podcast um, app. Uh, we are not making new episodes, but we have what? 80? What 88, we- I think I checked. Yeah, 80. it's timeless, timeless. They're timeless. They, yeah, they're pretty amazing. Um, So Mary is a therapist and success coach. She works with folks struggling with the effects of religious trauma. She has her own therapy private practice where she offers teletherapy to those in Colorado. And she has ongoing online workshops for religious trauma that are available to anyone. She has always had a focus on health and wellness and recognizes the effects of the effects that purity culture has on body image, diet culture, and sexuality. Um, So welcome, Mary. Lisa, thanks for having me. I am so excited to celebrate 100 with you. I'm so proud of you. Yay. Thank you so much. Um, So I was wondering how to format this episode. I just knew I wanted you on the podcast and I was like, okay, how are we going to format this episode? Um, and I shared this with Mary before we start recording, but I'm going to share it with you all because I think it's kind of funny. Um, I've been listening to this podcast called Don't Ask Tig. Um, and I was thinking I could format it the way she does. And she, what she does is she has, um, a guest on the podcast and they like chit chat a little bit and then they answer questions that people write into them, giving them advice that may or may not be good advice. Like they give advice the best <laughs> they can, but it's called don't ask Tig in the sense that like, I'm giving you this advice, but with a grain of salt, <laughs> like you may or may not want to take it. 
I love it. So um, I went to the Facebook and I had a little post. Granted, it was like two days ago before we're, <laughs> we're <laughs> recording this because Mary and I are like last minute people. So yes. Um, asking if there's any any questions that I could answer and nobody had any questions. So I'm disappointed. I was ready. I was ready to answer all of your questions about anything. <laughs> nobody had any questions about anything. So I guess everybody knows everything about everything. Well, good. Then we'll just talk about ourselves. Perfect. We'll just talk about <laughs> awesome. Okay. So with that, Mary, how did we become friends? Oh, did you did you need a reminder? Yeah. Um, so I so excited to be celebrating this. And I was thinking back about our history and I think like 2005 or 2006, have we been friends for that long. Yeah. Forever. Forever. Um, and yeah, 2005, right? I, I think so. Um, but anyway, we met in the paddling crew, right? Mm -hmm. Kailua canoe club out in Hawaii. Mm -hmm. And we were, I would say, pretty good friends, mostly in the, in the paddling club, but it was really when my sister Anna came to the Island and decided. So my sister Anna came and lived with me for a year, the first time through. And, uh, she said to me one day, she said, um, Kisa is going to be my friend. <laughs> and, and I was like, Oh, okay. And, uh, Anyone who knows my sister, Anna Sullivan, knows that um, she uh, makes things happen. And so, yeah, so that was when that was when it became strong, strong. Yeah, that yeah. Was, and yeah, that kind of like brought mm -hmm. us together because we're I mean, I think we have similar personalities, Mary, and mm -hmm. that we're not super social or <laughs> like introverted, maybe. introverts a bit. <laughs> It. and so we're like yeah I like Mary she's awesome and that's it you know yeah. so like I'm like oh let's go do something whereas yeah. Amy comes in she's a complete extrovert social I would say would you agree with me yes I would agree okay. that she is an extrovert mm -hmm. and she's like let's hang out and I'm like okay like I just need somebody to like mm -hmm. pull me along and be like let's do this and let's do that yeah, because I always think about, you know, our, our like, because we hung out many, many times mm -hmm. before this. Maya, I mean, because we don't plan anything on our own. Yeah. So the Kailua Canoe Club set up our schedule, and then Maya set up our schedule, our best friend Maya, and then Anna decided that we were all going to be very good friends and mm -hmm. made that happen. Yeah. yeah, she did. Yeah. yeah, and speaking of Maya, Maya paddled with us, um, and she also, like, once paddling was over... I think it was once paddling was over she started the hiking club yes <laughs> or we just went hiking every weekend what were um, we the hiker hiking adventure club or something yeah, something. yeah and it was like five of us mm -hmm. and I just remember doing Olamana is this hike in outside of Kailua but it's like uphill like like Hawaii hiking is different than anywhere else I've hiked because they don't have they don't have this thing called switchbacks where they have everywhere else it's like Oh, there's a mountain. Let's just go straight up it. You just go straight up. Yes. <laughs> and I just remember doing that hike and like afterwards just being, and I just remember you and me being so exhausted and like, 
Was this the one where I wanted the helicopters to come? <laughs> yes. <laughs> there may or may not have been a time that Kisa, Kisa and I hiked uh, Olamana. We did all three peaks and I very badly wanted the helicopter to come pick me up. Yes. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Kisa and I have been, uh, we have done a lot of things over time. So all that to be said, my, we've done so many things over time that, that my brain doesn't know how to put them like in order because we've, we've yeah. paddled together. We've hiked together. We crossfitted together. Yes. Um, Anna made us do all kinds of things together of a variety of things. Uh, um, the races, the, like the mud races. Yes. Mud races. We've done so many things together. So, so like the timeline isn't always straight in my mind just because Kisa has been in my life for forever. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I'm like, wait, when, yeah. when was that? I know I had to actually, I wrote 2005 or 2006 in here in my notes. Cause I'm like, when, I don't know. No. Always. Did I always I know that. you? <laughs> um, let's talk about CrossFit for a second. Oh, I love CrossFit. CrossFit is the only cult I'm willing to be in right now. <laughs> love it. I love it. But, um, cross uh, CrossFit. Mary has Ma- Mary and I decided to do CrossFit. I think it was a January of one year. Mm-hmm. Of one year. Yep. Some, some year. <laughs> we decided within the last twenty years. <laughs> in the last twenty years, um, I think it was somewhere around 2011, 12 ish, somewhere. Okay. Um, we decided to do CrossFit and it was pretty amazing. Um, we got really into it. Um, we were definitely drank the Kool-Aid. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, we have, there's this picture. I always think about it. I might pull it out for the, um, promotion for this episode. Oh yeah. Of us doing deadlifts. Do you know which one I'm talking about? Oh my and gosh. And we, we look so tough. Am I? I'm. Yeah, I think I know which one you're talking about. Yeah, all all photos are yes, permission to share. I love all of them. We're doing deadlifts, and it's just mm-hmm. it's just an amazing photo. Like you can see our yeah. muscles when Heck we have. Yeah. I had so. I know. I really like that. Actually, the muscles in those pictures. I'm working on those right now. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I think Kisa, when 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 we were CrossFitting, so so we didn't mention right. Like now you do this, but you were a teacher at that time. Yes. Oh working, my. working in Hawaii school system. And yes. yeah, so CrossFit, we were both working in the school system. And so CrossFit was like an excellent outside of workplace, um, stress relief. <laughs> oh, for sure. Like, I remember just like going to CrossFit and it being like my stress relief. Like mm-hmm. I could just throw around weights and like drop weights. And like, it was like, ah. yeah. Like be it super amazingly tough. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Uh, yeah. Let's talk about working in the school system. We both worked in the school system here. Yeah. In- yeah, we worked because um, I think I started school system, I don't know, somewhere around the same, like 2005, 2006. Um, and I was a behavioral Definitely health specialist. Been in it longer than I had. But... Okay. Oh, you, oh, I didn't realize. Okay. Yeah. See, like, I don't even know. When did, when did I meet you? I don't know in this timeline. I was definitely, I was working for the school system from, I think, 2005 or six. And I was a behavioral health specialist. Mm-hmm. And then, Kisa, when did you start teaching then? I didn't start. What is this journey? 2009 or 10. Oh, shoot. Yeah. 
Yeah. You were definitely in a lot, lot longer than I was. Yeah. I was, I was in. I couldn't handle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and that being said, um, I think one of the things, you know, uh, that like moving from the conversation of CrossFit to the school system is that the school system just tends to be so stressful and there's so much burnout. Mm-hmm. Um, I recognized in all of the teachers I was working with that like, it, it just takes everything from you. You know, there's a lot of what I know now is compassion fatigue. And uh, so Keith and I had a lot of conversations <laughs> during CrossFit about what else is there. Yes, definitely. And, and like, just going back to that, as far as burnout, like, I, I mean, yes, teaching just the, 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 um, oh, what's environment is Mm -hmm. stressful, but I think I definitely could have approached it differently. Cause I remember going into like my first years and I'm like, I'm never taking a day off. Like, right. You know, like I went in with that, like, I'm not, you know, I'm going to be there every single day for the kids, blah, 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 blah. And then by the end, like my last year teaching. Oh, and then I also I also tutored after school. Right. And I taught summer school like those. All of that is like I shouldn't have done that. Like I should have like to supplement my income. I should have found something else. I should have done something else. Um, Yeah. Well, to be fair, it's not like the um, school system tells you that you should do less you know they are constantly asking teachers I love my teachers uh gosh because they they do so much you know yeah and they they don't really set people up to understand that you should really say no to a lot of the things they ask you to do (laughs) yes no yeah Uh, yeah and oh what was I saying um Oh, by the last year, my teaching, I did not know that this was going to be my last year, by the way. Right. Um, But the last year of teaching, I like took a week off and went to Fiji because. Yes. (laughs) Which I never would have dreamed of like my first year, second year, third year. But like by my last year, I was like my my friend, it was at CrossFit. Um, Jessica, she was talking about, she's like, oh yeah, I'm going to Fiji. And I literally just, just randomly, like kind of like kidding. I'm like, oh, can I come? Cause I was like, that sounds amazing. Can I come? And she's like, yeah, come with me. And I'm like, oh, great. Okay. I guess I'm doing this. <laughs> like, <laughs> I love it. Fiji for a week. It was amazing. Mm-hmm. And, um, something interesting that happened there that was kind of like, I don't know, telling or like kind of making me realize like what was like that I was truly stressed out was I had a lot of acne on my face at that point. And we went to this island and it was very local. Like they had like the place that we stayed at was like, I think everybody on the island worked there. Like it was a resort. And so um, the island was very, very small. Um, And that was the only resort on the island. And one of the workers like was like, just asked me like, oh, what is that on your face? And I'm just like, kind of like a little embarrassed because it's like acne, like nobody really brings up acne. Like, but then part of me was like, they don't have acne. Like, that's interesting. Like he didn't, like he hadn't seen it. He was just like, what is that on your face? 
And I was just like, oh, it's it's acne. It's and I was like, it's from being stressed out. Uh-huh. I knew what, what it was from, like it's from being stressed out because I was I mean, I was eating like a fairly healthy diet at that time. Right. Mm-hmm. I wasn't I don't know. I wasn't eating like pizza and chocolate where, you know, people think acne comes from. Um, but it was just stress. Yeah. Stress. Um, and so it was it was just yeah, it was kind of in like eye-opening in the sense yeah. of like not yeah. that's how burnt out you really were because I know you know like anybody listening who's ever been burnt out I think for a little while you don't really recognize it and then at some point you're like oh my gosh <laughs> yeah something yeah. happens and you're like oh oh this is the cause of my acne right in your yeah. in your case yeah yeah and then like the the summer went by and it was time to like for teachers to go back to school. And I'm just like, I, I can't do it. I just, yeah. I had other health issues going on. It wasn't mm-hmm. just the acne, um, but I had, <laughs> I had other health issues. So digestive issues. Uh, I don't know if we want to mm-hmm. get into that, but, uh, but I'm just like, no, this is not a healthy yeah. environment for me to be in. I need to find something else. And Mary actually was really supportive in like, we had so many conversations about, well, what else is there? Yeah. Is it, it's like when you go and get a degree for a teacher, it's kind of like, mm-hmm. I don't say pigeonholed, but you're like, well, what else could I do? I have right. like this master's in teaching. So what else is there for me? Um, And so I became a health coach. Yeah. That's yeah, what it was else. so good. Cause both like, you know, so many conversations over the years, just talking about like, oh, like it's so stressful being in the system and yeah, so proud of you for being like, yeah, no, done. Yeah. Done. Not going back. And actually Mm -hmm. Maggie came with me in the car when I went and resigned. Do you remember? Oh my gosh. I forgot about that. (laughs) Emotional support, Mary. Yes. Oh, and Maggie. So wonderful. Yeah. So good. Yes. Um, it was pretty amazing. And oh. then I'm like, oh, SHIT. Mm-hmm. Yeah, now what? <laughs> like it was so freeing, but it was also like, okay, now I need to find mm-hmm. another source of income. Mm-hmm. I didn't have another job like lined yeah. up. I wasn't like going into another job. I was just like, I just cannot do this. Yeah. Um, and yeah. I need I need something else. Yeah. And I think it speaks to some of the, like some of the conversations we'd been having at that point, just like, you'll figure it out. Like just having that, yeah. just like, I don't know, you'll, you, but, but it, it will be okay. Yeah. And it was like, I mm-hmm. totally found other streams of income. Mm-hmm. Is that the phrase? I found yeah, ways I think so. that yeah. were much less stressful and much more within my wheelhouse. I mean, it was in within my wheelhouse and like things I wanted to do while I was yeah. coaching. Um, yeah. Yeah. And is that when that must be around when you took your health coaching course or was it even before you? I, I, I don't remember. I actually took the health coaching course during my last year. Yeah. Yeah. So I did, I was certified. And so I did have that going for me. Uh, but of course it's like, you're certified, but then what? It's like, you got to find clients, mm-hmm. you yeah. know? Yeah. Uh, very scary. So um, yeah. But, but I think like worth bringing that up, you know, cause like that was so long ago. Like, and this is, you know, cause I told Kisa, I'm like, you know, we can, we can talk about a lot of things, but I think it's really worth celebrating the fact that Kisa has 100 episodes of a podcast when, 
she was teaching and kind of took it right. Like took a health coaching certification, like a certification, right? Like a long time ago. And it's really, really hard to get started. Yeah. And, and she did it, you know? Yeah. And here you are. And it's so freaking cool. I would have had no clue if you would have told me like back then, oh, you're going to be celebrating in the year 2023 and you're going to be celebrating your hundredth episode. Yes. I'd be like, um, excuse me. No, mm-hmm. that seems impossible. And I don't like talking. So, mm-hmm. but this is also, this is one of the things I love about you, Kisa, is that so many times, like one of us has an idea and we're like, okay, <laughs> <Do it. laughs> all right. I guess we'll make that happen. Like neither of us really question, you know, too hard. Yeah, I, think that, yeah. <laughs> I think that's the great thing about us is we're like, well, let's just do it. Like, like I don't know. Will that work? Let's give yeah. it a shot. Sure. <laughs> yeah. And I think too, like what I've learned over time is that you just have to do it. You have to start. Yes. Somewhere. You do have to start. Yeah. Like when I started this podcast I wasn't like oh I'm going to make a hundred episodes like that wasn't Mm -hmm. it it was more about like what what am I going to share with my audience what do I want to provide for my audience who is my audience anyways Mm -hmm. um what am I going to be talking about like that kind of stuff um and I just you just have to start with the first episode yep right and then I did another one and then I did another one and then I got a little more organized and I think when I first started, it was like twice a month I was putting out episodes. Mm-hmm. And then I started getting more organized. And I'm like, oh, I think I can do one every week. Let me try that. And then I was doing one every week. And like, mm-hmm. is it easy all the time? No. Yeah. <laughs> but it, I, I do it because I love it. Yeah. And I think it's a testament to you know, just thinking about like, like the folks that, that may be listening, you know, the people that I I think are your audience, you know, I think sometimes getting started can be so hard. And we think, you know, there are people out there who start a podcast with like a full start to finish plan. Yes, that is a thing that happens. And there are people out there who do that, but like, you don't have to, you like, (laughs) Kisa, I think Kisa is, is a good example of like, you know, sometimes you don't know what it's going to look like. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think having our own backs, trusting yourself enough, loving yourself enough to know that it's something that you really want or you really need, and then just going for it <laughs> and figuring it out sometimes just as you go along. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it's okay not to be perfect at first. Yes. That has, that has been one thing I've had to let go of is the perfectionism. Yeah. Um. And I think it was Brooke Castillo who we heard mm-hmm. this from, but like strive for B minus work. Is it yes, B minus work. I talk about that all the time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, wait, what? I don't have to get A's uh-huh. in the work that I, you know, like just yeah. like putting out a podcast, putting out a, like a social media mm-hmm. post, putting out like a, a program, right? Yeah. Like a workshop. Oh, you mean it doesn't have to be perfect? Yeah. It doesn't have to be perfect. I think that is like, it, it's such an incredible thing to it's hard when you are a perfectionist. And I think Kisa and I both started out as perfectionists, which is really weird. Cause if you know me at all, I do a lot of things and fail and then learn along the way. Like I am very much like that now, but I was not like that. You know, I thought I had to do it perfectly just right. And now like aiming for B minus is so fun. <laughs> yeah. 
It is. And it's so freeing too. Yeah. And you produce so much more. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I don't think I would have a hundred episodes if I was mm-hmm. striving for perfection um, and striving for like that A plus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I think it doesn't have to be perfect. Sometimes you just got to get started. Just get started. And like, you mm-hmm. learn as you go, like I've learned so much, but just learn like for, I don't, I don't remember when I had my first guest on but like yeah. for a while I didn't even have a guest because I'm like uh what do I do I don't ugh, how do uh-huh. I get a guest who would want to be on my podcast you know and then I found a guest and it was not that bad it was totally fine yeah <laughs> yeah and it would have been okay if it wasn't right right you right. know because I think about so so Keith and I started our podcast um gosh when was that 2017 I think I was let's looking that, let's get into that I want to get yeah into that. because because I think this builds up to like Kisa having, you know, you having your own podcast is like, we had no idea what we were doing. No idea. We were just like, we just want to do it. <laughs> like we just want to, yeah. And I think the idea, I think Mary had the idea of a podcast because we would just talk. So I had moved to Guam and right. Mary, were you living in North Carolina? Um, North Carolina? I might have been, I think I had moved to Colorado already. Oh, you had moved. So you had moved to Colorado already. And we would just like Mm -hmm. each other and chat and like catch up. We would always, I don't say always, but a lot of times we would be talking about like health related Mm -hmm. topics. And Mary's like, we should make a podcast. And I'm like, what? (laughs) I knew what podcasts were, but I'm just like, oh my God, no, uh, you want to record my voice? Ew. And so we started recording. It was just literally like we would think of a topic. And uh-huh. then I remember like we had a Google Doc we would share. We would write notes. And then we would have yeah. like, what are you going to say? What am I going to say? We'd had yeah, a- Some of them were scripted. So like it was totally, yeah. Like if you go back to, li- so some of them are really good. Yes. Yes. And some of them, I don't know. I wouldn't listen again. <laughs> Well, I think it was like getting <laughs> like the first, I don't know, 10 to 20, maybe yeah. 50. Um, it was just getting over that uncomfortability and like the yeah. fear and like the nervousness of like, she's re- like, it's recording. I have to be perfect. I have mm. to be, you know, like I can't mess up. And like, what if I say the wrong thing? And oh my I, gosh. And just like sweating bullets beforehand. Yeah. I just remember being like, okay, we're okay. going to record. You can do this. Right. And I think there was only one that I didn't press record for. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about that's not bad. That's pretty good in 88 episodes. (laughs) Mary was in charge of pressing record. And was it just one? I I I feel like there were sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, where we had to. Don't forget to press record. Yes. Well, you were in charge of reminding me. Reminding you. (laughs) (laughs) I had to remind Mary. Somebody has to be in charge somebody and neither of us were very good at it so where was it but pretty good <laughs> I don't know I know we need an organizer no I think we did so great I think yeah. it was so fun and um like no plan really like sometimes we'd get together and plan a little bit but like no real big plan on like what what where are we going with this even you know yeah. we had a pretty good idea that it was health and wellness just a variety of topics and i think we killed it yeah yeah i mean we talk about so many different things mm-hmm. it's not just about like nutrition or fitness mm-hmm. but it's you know the the will of life 
circle yes. of life. The wheel of life. Yes. <laughs> Mindset. Mindset. Yeah. It's like your relationships, boundaries. Mm-hmm. I remember you have an amazing uh, podcast on or episode on boundaries. Yeah. Boundaries know. is probably, it's probably the best one. Yeah. We got oh, we did so many. I don't even know. I should go back and look. I'm to go back and listen. Yeah. So, so that was, I think that, yeah. I mean, that definitely prepared me for the, the lose your cravings podcast. Yeah. And just being more, uh, confident and like, mm-hmm. assured, like I can get in front of a microphone and I can talk about something for 10 to 15 minutes. Like that's, yep. that was not a big thing. It was more yep. of like, just like, okay, what am I going to like, what do I want to focus on? What do I want to, um, share with my audience? What do I want to yep. teach? So, so yeah. So yeah. And here you are. That's, Love it. It's the, the real life. Oh, sorry. Our, our original real, real life, real life wellness podcast with Mary and Kisa. Yes. <laughs> um, let's talk about our paleo challenges. Oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> How did that start? I think my first one, because did, did I do one before you, you, did you do the first one with me? I don't remember. I just remember you being like, my friend is doing this. Paleo yes. And you should do it with me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like, I have okay. a friend from like when I was growing up that, eh, you know, we kind of kept in touch a little bit, right? Like Facebook was a thing then. So you could keep in touch with people. <laughs> it was, it was a thing back then. Cause, uh, Cause also uh, I lived in a time when we did not keep in touch in between, in between college and, uh, and Facebook, there's (laughs) a lot of people fell out of my life, but, um, so, oh my gosh, it wasn't even Facebook. What was, what was before that? My my gosh, it was my space. Yes. Yeah. I love it. it. So my friend, it was on my space and she was like, I'm doing this paleo challenge. And I was like, me too. Tell me about it. What is paleo? (laughs) I have no idea what it is, but I'll do it. That's the thing I love about Mary. It's just like, I don't know what it is, but I'm doing it. I'm in. Give me a challenge. Yep. Any challenge. Challenges. Yeah. And I think it was, um, it's probably, you know, I don't, you know, paleo, I don't know, you know, eh, good, bad, you know, I think there's good and bad to it, but I think it was one of the first times, um, my eating journey was on like, like adding, putting good food into my body versus dieting, yes. you know, cause I, like I was healthy, like physically fit and doing a lot of things, but I was still, I think before then, like doing the calorie restrictions and dieting and all of those things that we tend to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know for me, the, the first paleo, paleo challenge I did, it was the first time where I wasn't counting calories mm-hmm. and I was so like, yeah it was so weird and like kind of uncomfortable in a way, mm-hmm. but like essentially after I did that, I stopped counting calories, which I think is a good thing. Yeah. I think uh, so. And I ate a lot more vegetables too, which mm-hmm. is a good thing. Yeah. And I think you can look at it two ways, you know, cause it can be really restrictive for mm-hmm. some people. Um, sure. Or you can kind of look at it as like, um, cause I think the challenges can, can be done in a, in a healthy way. I know there's a lot of like meh, up and down about that, but it was like, what, what would I feel like if I put these foods in and stopped counting calories and, um, honestly didn't weigh myself the whole time, you know? Yes. Yeah. 
Yeah. Cause that was part of it. Mm-hmm. And I think it was a really important learning experience about not using food only for weight loss. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like that was the first time that I was like, okay, this isn't about necessarily weight loss. Although to be honest, I did want to get skinny. Like, let's be totally honest <laughs> about that. Right. I mean, if but, we lost weight in the, in the process, it would have been fine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, cause I was still there, right. That's what I wanted. I wanted to like lose weight. I wanted you to see my muscles. I wanted to like, that was my idea of healthy. Um, but it was like, oh, is it kind of mind changing? Like, oh, how does this food make me feel? That's mm. an interesting. Yes. Yes. And it, I also realized how much added sugar I was eating mm-hmm. every single day. Like I didn't, I thought I, like, once again, I was like calorie counting, like more of the low fat <clears throat> diet. And once I realized like, it kind of like the paleo challenge made me take a look at like, what am I eating? What are the ingredients? And how does this, this food affect my body? which I think was, was telling. Cause it was, yeah, like, I agree with you. Like the first time where I'm eating for like nutrition, I'm eating fuel my body versus eating to lose weight. Like, yeah. Calorie counting and like how much fat am I eating? Yeah. Oh my gosh. So, so ridiculous. I remember I found a journal of mine of like, like a food journal and it makes me really sad. Honestly, mm-hmm. it was from before this time period. And I think I, I, I picked it up again at some point after that too, right? Just kind of this idea of like how, how few calories can I eat basically, you know? Mm-hmm. And I, cause I, I'm, I don't know, I have so many journals from over the years. I've, I've always been a journaler and I take breaks, but for a while, that's what I was so focused on and it makes me really sad. And so this, like, I think this was a really good switch for me to start thinking about food differently. Like I need it, right? You need food. Yeah. We need food and especially nutrients. Yeah. And like we went in, I think we did the paleo challenge before we started CrossFit, correct? Yeah. I think it was, it was similar, similar timeframes, but I think it was first, but we were also paddling too. Like we were Mm -hmm. like in our bodies, like we were just sitting around doing nothing. We were, Mm -hmm. we're like paddling is like full body yeah strength cardio like everything like if you want to get in shape like go paddle like yeah. i was like hadn't been able to do a pull up since i was a kid and then i did a season of paddling and i could do pull ups <laughs> that's right yeah and i'm like right. whoa what just happened to me <laughs> yeah like really i'm going to say it like quote unquote healthy right like we we're like yeah. tons of working out and exercising and um yeah it was at like a healthy time in our lives mhm yeah. And yeah, definitely made me rethink everything. Mm-hmm. For sure. And it, I think that, yeah. Yeah. And I, I still, I don't follow a paleo diet, but mm-hmm. I definitely has influenced and still has influence mm-hmm. in what I eat today. Um, I definitely am not like restricting any specific food category, but I am aware of like how foods affect me. Like I'm not celiac, but I know that if I eat a lot of gluten, if I eat a sandwich or like a couple slices of pizza, I'm going to be really tired and want to go take a nap. Yeah. And so if I eat that for lunch, like that is not going to serve me. Mm-hmm. Right. And so it's like, I know how this food affects my body. And so I'm going to choose other foods that are going to actually 
give me energy for lunch so that I can like go back to work and coach right. people and record podcasts for you guys um, versus going and taking a nap. Yeah. So. And and I think it gave like this idea of like, it, it kind of dropped the idea of like good food and bad food for me. It was more like what foods are going to benefit me. Mm-hmm. Um, I still did, you know, for like many, many years because again, like I think paleo is like anything else, right? You can take it and you can be like, I cannot have corn, right? Corn is a vegetable. You can decide to have corn if you want it or you don't want it. What, right. And so for, I was still in like the good food, bad food situation, but it was more looking in the direction of like, oh, right. So, so if I know that, uh, grains, right. Like bread or all all of these other like grain type of foods. If I know how it's going to affect me, then I can decide if I want to eat it or not Mm -hmm. just with more knowledge about how I'm going to feel not based on, it's going to like make me quote unquote fat, right? Like it's going to make me gain weight. It's like, I just, I know how it's going to affect me. Now I have knowledge. Yes. I love that, Mary. It's like that, that education and the knowledge about And then like when you have the education and the knowledge, you can make those decisions that serve the best. And like, yeah, yeah, there's sometimes I have, well, I don't really eat traditional pizza. I I get the cauliflower crust pizza. I know Keith and I, Keith and I have gone in different directions with our, uh, which is beautiful, right? It's both, it's both are wonderful. Okay. We'll, we'll go with this extent. So I don't, I usually get like, we have like a gluten-free bread that we use, you know, Mm -hmm. and I think it just serves me so much better. Yeah. Energy and like how I show up for like work for my child in yoga in my, I don't do CrossFit anymore, but I do like strength training. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We'll call it that my workouts in quotations, whatever that is. Um, but uh, here's the thing, ice cream, Mm -hmm. right? Like I used to, like think of ice cream as a bad food. Like that was a total bad food. I shouldn't be eating it, restricted it so much, but then I would end up overeating it. And now it's like, it's not a good food. It's not a bad food. Like foods are not good or bad. It just Mm -hmm. is. And I don't restrict it. And guess what? Mm -hmm. I eat normal amounts of it when I want it. And there's times when I'm like, no, I don't need ice cream today. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, it just doesn't have that effect on me. Yeah. You just kind of get to to choose instead of feeling pressured. I think there used to be a lot of pressure mm-hmm. on food choices. Yeah. You know, like I can't have it. And then I just want it so bad. Yeah. I can have whatever I want. I'm an adult. Yeah. I can have anything I want. Anything. I can choose whatever I want to eat. Yeah, exactly. And mm-hmm. sometimes I choose ice cream and sometimes I don't. Yeah. And it works yeah. for me. I love it. I can't mm-hmm. have that. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, one of the things that's changed over time for me is my idea of like, of health, you know, like my, my definition of it, mm-hmm. I think has changed yes. because, you know, like we were talking about before, I think my body size was a big, like a big indicator for me of whether or not I was healthy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's like, it could be a data point in your, your health, you know, docket, you know, like all of your data points for your health, right. Including like your blood sugar and your cholesterol and like all of the things that your doctor's pay attention to, but it is not the only thing, you know, not at all. The only thing. Yeah. Yeah. 
And so I, I don't, so my focus isn't that anymore, you know? So my focus now, like, like I joined CrossFit cause it's so much fun. Mm-hmm. And I think the first time through again, same time frame, right. I really wanted to like look good, you know, like, I wanna, you know, you want to look good. You want to get those muscles. You want to look skinny. Yeah. Right. And now I'm just like, I kind of don't care as much at all. I'm like, I, like I buy clothes that are comfortable and now CrossFit is so fun. Mm-hmm. I like, sent, um, I send Mary these like work workout games, <laughs> like warm up games. I don't know what you call them. <laughs> like I'll see them on like Instagram or something. I'm like, well, Mary yeah. should do this at CrossFit. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Like how to warm up and just have so much fun. And the CrossFit like, gym that I belong to is like, they are a ton of fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It sounds like it's a really great mm-hmm. gym. Yeah. That you go to and mm-hmm. shout out to CrossFit DNR at Fort Collins. Yes. Check it out. <laughs> um, I like just from what I've heard heard from you is that they really focus on technique mm-hmm. and like having the correct technique so you don't injure yes. yourself, which I think is so important in, in CrossFit mm-hmm. and in any sport that you are engaging in or like yeah. lifting or yoga, like the technique is just going to create longevity in mm-hmm. your practice of that sport or movement. Yeah. They, they seem to have a lot more like long-term focus, which I love, right? It's like you could go really heavy on this one workout, but then you lose your form. Uh, maybe you push too hard, right? And they would rather see you uh, lower the weight or do a move that's going to um, help you build the skills to get to a pull-up or yes. um, a handstand push-up or, right? It's like you could suffer and struggle through something incorrectly, or you can lower the weight, suck it up, do it right and get stronger long-term. Yeah. Like put those egos in check. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> and everybody's doing different things and it's beautiful. It's really wonderful. Yeah, and I love it. I love it. sounds like an amazing, amazing gym. Mm-hmm. I have not gotten back into CrossFit. Um, I mean, yeah, I haven't, I, I think about it every now and then mm-hmm. for the community. I loved the community. Yeah, the community. Had, like made so many friends, like same with paddling. Like I made such good mm-hmm. friends paddling. I made such good friends with CrossFit. Um, but yeah, it's, I just, I work out at home, my friends. Mm-hmm. Um, it just works for me. And yeah. some people are like, I don't want to say not motivated, I don't say not motivated. They, they, it's better for them to go to a class and have people tell mm-hmm. them what to do. Like that's yes, enough that's me. about CrossFit. It's like, I just showed up and they're like, do yes. this. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. Sometimes I would mm-hmm. laugh. I'd be like, you want me to do what? But most times I was like, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if that's your style, you do it. Um, my style is I'm have 30 minutes. I'm going to get a workout in and it's going to be right here and I'm going to do it and be done. Yeah. Love that. So. Yeah. And I think for a lot of folks, we all, we all got to try out working out from home during the pandemic. Yeah, during COVID. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We kind of all had to do something at home and mm-hmm. I just found out that it worked for me. So yeah. Yeah. And it worked for me long enough. And then I was like, you know oh, what? Enough. I miss this. I miss this enough. Yeah. 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 I miss the community and yep. motivation. It's just, it's just mm-hmm. helpful when there's like other people like struggling along with you. I don't want to say struggling in a bad way, but like they're working out, they're working hard too. How about yeah, that? Yeah, they're, they're sweating. They're sweating along with you, giving you looks like, yeah. when is this yeah, over? Like, uh huh. We're really doing yeah. this. Yeah. 
Yeah. And I, and I love this, right? It's a, like we started with such similar journeys and like both, I think really doing well for ourselves in totally different ways. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Definitely. Um, yeah. It doesn't have to look the same. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Speaking for myself, Mary. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Speaking for Mary. (laughs) Yeah. Speak for me. Tell me. No, I'm not you um but no and like just to just to talk about like changing I know we talked about like my change in profession Mm -hmm. um but Mary went from working in the school district Mm -hmm. to working for you were an LMF wait no 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 that's uh what is the name of you're an LMF Uh, that's your certification right that's my certification yeah what's the one that um it's another acronym yeah, my um the MFLAC job, MFLAC. the Military Family Life Coalition. Is that what that stands for? Yeah. yeah. So I was in the school system and then I was still in the school system, but with the military, which was super, it was a super fun job for a while. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. For a while. And then you moved you moved to from Hawaii to mm-hmm. Virginia. North Carolina. North yep. Carolina. Yeah. And then you moved to Colorado. Yep. And you started working for somebody else's therapy company. Yep. For a small group. Um, they they don't exist as they are anymore, but heart-centered counseling was was a, a lovely small group that mm-hmm. that we joined and it grew and changed. But um yeah, and then in 2020, we were like uh all working from our homes anyway. Yeah. And you're like, why not just and uh by the mm-hmm. way, Mary's husband Nate is also a therapist. Yep. So yeah. they branched off and created their mm-hmm. own therapy. Yeah, started company. our own biz. Yeah. Private well, practice. practice, practice yeah. And so I've been working from home since March, 2020, still doing it. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. And just like slowly over time. Cause you know, I was looking at the dates. I'm like, what? Like when did we podcast together? Keith and I podcasted through most of, so till 2021. So a little bit, a little bit of pandemic posting. Wow. Uh-huh. We did, didn't we? Yeah. And then I started my private practice uh, November, 2020. And um, I think I was looking back. I'm like, I think what happened was like, there was just so much going on and you were starting your podcast. Mm -hmm. Like, I know we were at least in, in conversation about it and we just kind of like stopped. (laughs) Stopped. (laughs) It was such a beautiful, just like, yeah, I think we're done. (laughs) Like, it was never like, we're going to finish on episode 88. You know, it was like, right. Well, I guess that was our last, <laughs> I guess that was it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it so much. Yeah. And so from there, you know, I'm just, I'm just doing that. And um, one of the things, again, like he and I just, just keep pushing each other. And so we still meet every other week. We do. Um, just like, what else are we doing? How are we doing? What are, right. What are we doing for, because I do, I have my therapy practice, but I also really love doing coaching. So I have two different businesses. And so, um, doing religious trauma coaching is, is a separate from my therapy business. Um, you know, not that people don't have, if you have religious trauma and, and you need a therapist, come see me. But I do like workshops. Um, I run a group with uh, Marlene Winnell is she came up with the coined the term religious trauma syndrome. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have some groups that we run. Uh, and that is kind of like my my side passion. Yeah. You know, and that's 
when Kisa and I chat, that's where I like, I, I really, um, you know, she's inspired me to do my own podcast and I keep talking about it for like the three last three years. <laughs> what is what, it? Called? I don't know yet. Religious <laughs> trauma. I don't know. I'll figure it out. It'll come. It'll come. I should probably have a title before I start it, but I don't know. You know, you don't need a title. Uh, We'll see. We'll see how that goes. But you are you are running workshops, correct, on Mm -hmm. religious trauma. Yeah, running workshops on religious trauma. Um, And yeah, because it's just it's something that I realize that people don't know enough about. You know, I think a lot of people are surprised that they have it, (laughs) you know, like, it's just not something we talk about very much. And the effects of, you know, sometimes religious upbringing, sometimes um, a group that we've joined over time, you know, um, I like to, I like to join groups, you know, it's one of the reasons I think I love CrossFit so much, you know, I, I like a group that's going to tell me what to do when we have our own language. And <laughs> I joke about it being a cult, but it's a little bit culty, you know, let's be honest. Culty. I mean, yeah. I just got to be aware. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I think people don't realize, you know, and the more that we can talk about um, coercive control is, I think, a, a really important thing. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and it's mostly just having good information, thinking critically for ourselves and mm-hmm. understanding when, right, um, advertising or a group or even a friend or our partner is convincing us to do something that normally like our real self wouldn't necessarily do. And that's when it becomes dangerous. And I think that's what a lot of people are kind of suffering the effects of over time, like kind of being manipulated into having beliefs that are not necessarily their own. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. And I think that you provide such a wonderful outlet for people who, uh, who do struggle or have struggled with religious trauma and like Mm -hmm. educating them on like what it is and how it affects them and, um, strategies to start to heal from Mm -hmm. that. Yeah. So it's, it's a great resource. Yeah. Sure. So if anybody, you know, if anybody has that, come, come my way, come find me. Mary. Yeah. Um, I was going to ask you something. Oh, this is what I was going to talk about. Mm-hmm. Can't believe we haven't talked about this yet. So Mary and I like in our dreaming and scheming, we've always talked about holding retreats. Oh, yes. And this has been for years. We're like, we're going to have these uh-huh. retreats. It's on the list. It's on the list of things to do. Um. Yep. But I just want to recognize that Mary went to a retreat mm-hmm. and you helped, did you help with it or you just went and experienced it so that you can help with the next one? Yeah, it's it was um, experiencing it from client perspectives so that because um, there are like things that I understand and know from a professional standpoint, but going through the retreat as as a participant was really important. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So you did that this mm-hmm. year. And then I went on a retreat for Mm -hmm. uh, the company I work for. I'm a mindset coach at Create My Weight. And we had a retreat this year. And so, I don't know. I just think it's pretty awesome that we did that. And like, yeah, how we, this is something we've wanted to do. And we're like Mm -hmm. that going in that direction, so to speak. Yeah. Like constantly moving in these directions and, and keeping a keeping an eye on what we want. Yeah. And I've got it, uh, written on my board behind me. Kisa can't see it. Cause it's, it's still written on my board. Um, June 5th, 2024. We'll see how that goes. We, uh, we threw out a date. <laughs> yeah, we, we created a date for our, our, um, our retreat. Uh-huh. 
we want it to be like a fun retreat, like play yeah. and fun and like reconnecting to maybe that creative self that yeah that, that childlike self you know that like hasn't been manipulated yeah you know hasn't been taught things about our bodies and shame and all of that nonsense yeah. mm-hmm. we're gonna do mm-hmm. it so mark your calendars yeah so um i wrote june 5th june joan june 5th 2024 and so your job people who are listening to this podcast is keeping kisa um you gotta you gotta keep her on it <laughs> You're going to ask her when it's happening and what she's doing, because um, I think this is really important. Yeah. Yeah. And you're going to want to come and you're going to want to tell her what you want Mm -hmm. at this retreat. Yeah. Tell me, tell me what you want. Heck yeah. Um, What do you need? What do you, yeah. What do you need? I'll do it. We'll do it. Anything. (laughs) Anything. What do you need? I'll do it. (laughs) Within reason, my friends. (laughs) Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, so I got to um at this retreat I went to, I got to teach a yoga class, which was amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I got to do a workshop on body image and kind of like helping people understand where their body image comes from, like what influences it, and you know, kind of just like understanding like why do I think this about my body? Yeah. And like, is that really true? Like mm-hmm. Is, is it really true? And then yeah. how do we shift our, our, our mindset around our body and our body image Love it. without having, and like looking at the fact that like, it's not your body, there's nothing wrong mm-hmm. with your body. You don't need to change your body yep. to create a better body image or more positive, however you want to look at it. Um, yeah. And it was, it was so, it was so amazing. I was just I like about nine when I was teaching that, I was like, this is what I was born to do. Yes. Yes. I love it. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, I wanted to kind of end with, cause like we've both been through our, I don't know if you want to call it a health journey, mm-hmm. mindset journey, whatever you want to call it. Um, and we kind of shared with you kind of like where, where we started but where are you now and kind of like what kind of mindset shifts have you made? And you could just pull out one or two, mm-hmm. um, but kind of like, where are you now in regards to like, whether it's your body image or like what you think of as health and health for you? Yeah. You, you know, I think a lot, you know, I haven't like defined it recently, but I think health to me is a lot about feeling good mm-hmm. and um, I've switched a little bit, you know, like as I get older, you know, I'm going to be Florida three next month. No, next two Ooh. months. Um, you know, a little bit of like this idea of longevity, you know, like, like if I'm going to get old, which I hope I do, yeah. you know, I want to be able to still be able to do things. And so it's shifted a little bit, like my long-term goal helps me decide, in a CrossFit workout, like, do I want to do this that they're saying I should do, or do I want to do something else? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think same with, you know, same with, with food, with, uh, mental health, with, right. It's like both short-term pleasure. Cause you know, I, I do love, I do love the chips. I do love the bread, you know? And I, I think eating for pleasure is a hundred percent fine and acceptable. And like, I do want to make sure you know, I'm eating food that is going to give me nutrients <laughs> because yeah, yeah, 
like it's really important, right? Like my brain has to build cells and, um, you know, it's got to heal from my workouts and, um, I want to have good balance, you know, and I just got my, my, my blood labs done. I'm low in vitamin D. I got to get vitamin D. I know that's important. I know it's important. So I'm going to go get a vitamin. Go get a vitamin. I'm going to take care of myself. I think like the, it's really shifted in the idea of like loving myself. Like all of this comes from love, you know, I love that. Like really just want to take care of me. I am worth being taken care of. And that is so important. Cause I think many of us, we have either had in our life, this idea that we need to almost like hate ourselves thin. Mm-hmm. We need to restrict. Yep. We need to be mean to ourselves in order to get, I don't want to say quote unquote healthy. Cause we think healthy is being skinny. Right. When we believe that. When we, mm-hmm. when we believe that. And some of us believed that and are shifting that. Some of us still believe that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so really shifting from like that, that coming from that place of hate and guilt and shame around our, our body size and what health means to us to this place of love. Yeah. I love that. Like I am doing this for me and I'm worth it too. Like, yeah. Just- I like I'm worth it. And it's not even so much about like, I love this idea of like, you don't have to love your body. Like, I, mm-hmm. I think that's lovely. I think it's wonderful. I love it when people love their bodies, but also like sometimes it's just like the body you have and like, it's just Right. It's somebody called it their meat suit at some point yeah. a long time ago. I don't know if that came from a movie. One of my clients called it a meat suit. And I'm like, yeah, man, you gotta, we gotta take care of our meat suits. Right. It's the one I get. It's the only one. Yeah. I'm taking me such, all the way. I'm such a huge advocate for body neutrality. Mm-hmm. I think that's all we need. Like we don't, if you love your body and you're like, yeah, I got it going yeah. on, like keep that right. Don't. <laughs> Don't, you don't have to neutralize you know, that. You don't have to neutralize that. <laughs> but it's like we think that we have to like yeah. we don't like our body and that we're like striving for this body love and like no, we don't need to do that. It's just yeah. like it's such a huge like find body neutrality and that will serve yeah. so much. Yeah, I'd prefer you don't hate your body, right? Because like it's just it's just a body. It's just yeah. just carrying me around. Um, I would say my biggest shift now that you have like kind of shared yours and my biggest shift is from like external influences to internal Mm, influences, but internal understanding and internal like listening. So like just growing up in that diet culture and being influenced by these external messages and like things people said, commercials, diets, all that. Mm -hmm. And me thinking like, this is the way. Um, And then shifting to like, well, what's really going on inside? What do I really want? What does my body need? Like, does it need food? Then feed it food, right? Right. Like yeah. ignoring my hunger signals. Like so right. listening to like what is my body needing and understanding like this emotional um hunger versus physical hunger and working towards that body neutrality and getting away from like these external factors of like your body should look like this. Mm-hmm. If you want to be loved, you should look like this. If you want to be successful, you should and like, no, that's stupid. That's ridiculous. How do I feel in my body? And like into that like internal awareness and knowing versus like the external influences. So I think that 
my biggest. I love that. Yeah. Like trusting yourself to, to know what you need, trusting your body to tell you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It knows. It knows. It does know. Mm-hmm. Hey, Mary, any, any last words of wisdom for our listeners? Oh, I wish I, I wish I had. I wish I had a lot of words of wisdom. Oh, I was supposed to make something up. I didn't. I'm so sorry. No, but I think honestly, my, my words of wisdom is to, uh, you know, just, just keep hanging out with Kisa. Absolutely. Because I think you're going to learn a lot and, um, you should, should keep listening, keep watching and seeing what she's going to come up with over time. Cause it's going to be badass. Badass. Okay. It really is. Explicit. You're going to be part We're doing of it. an explicit show on this one. No, I Oops. always, no, I are always. you always explicit? I was going to say, I take that back. I don't take it back. Badass. Just in case, um, just in case you have babies, children babies in the background. Children. That's right. Um, well, thank you, Mary. I appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, come hang out with me. Yeah, you uh, should. It's going to be good. It's going to be amazing. Oh, maybe for the 200th episode, you'll be back on here. Oh, I am interested. I don't know how many years that will take. I'm interested. I'm here. Confirmed. Put me on your calendar. How many years that will take? Well, there's 52 weeks in a year, so it's going to take a couple years. Okay, I'll be there. <laughs> um, Mary, where can people find out more about you if they want to follow you, find out more about your religious trauma work or just like say hi. Yeah, I am. I tend to spend my time on the Facebook. Just it makes sense for my brain. Um, So I am, I think it's Mary Sullivan Preston actually um, on Facebook. And I am sure Kisa will put a link in the notes. Um, So Facebook and I'm on Instagram quite a bit, but I think Facebook has my personal page. I will be your friend. I don't mind. Come join me. Um, and then I have a religious trauma recovery group that I am an admin for. Um, it's a really great place. Uh, no proselytizing allowed. If you know what that means, then that's the group for you. Um, and then I have workshops that, um, are, so they run for six weeks and they start again mid June. So I think June 14th is the date, um, but can confirm that. And I usually put, you can always come find me on Facebook, but also you can contact me at uh, peaceafterreligion at gmail.com. Ooh, I like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Any questions? Come come find me. Beautiful. Well, thank you, Mary, for being so brave and coming on the podcast for yeah. my episode. It's so exciting. I'm glad I celebrated um, finally. Um because we need to celebrate our wins, my friend. Yes, we do. Yeah, we do. This is what I tell clients all the time. And I'm like, ah, damn it. I got to celebrate my wins. You win. got to follow your own advice, Kisa. Celebrate your wins. A <laughs> hundred is no joke. I don't know if people know how much work it takes to put a podcast together. You're not just chatting into the microphone all the time, you know? And uh, I mean, you can. That was our first episodes. But now <laughs> Kisa's got, Kisa's doing the real deal. Thinking ahead and everything. I have to amazing. think ahead, you guys. I plan. I think ahead. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. Oh, it's incredible. And I'm so proud. All that. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Mary. Um, My friends, if you like what you heard on this episode, feel free to share it with someone you know. Share the wealth. Um, mm-hmm. Share the love. Or you can head on over to your favorite 
podcast app. I couldn't think of the word podcast. Podcast mm-hmm. app and leave us a honest review. <laughs> it just helps <laughs> helps us show up higher in the search results, and then we can reach and help more people. So I would greatly awesome. appreciate it. And until next time. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Oh, you're welcome, Mary. Bye.